What's going on, podcast? It is Colin of Colin Can Help. We've got a pretty interesting episode today. If you've never heard of him, Ely Magic joined us. We talk magic, we talk inspiration, we talk what it's like to be a magician. And uh, if you like magic tricks, maybe go over to the YouTube channel, check out the video version of this, because we snuck a trick somewhere into the interview. So, check it out, let me know what you think. It's all yours right after this quick message. Colin can help like your photo. <gasps> it don't matter where you are in your life. You don't have to do it by yourself. It don't matter what you need. Colin can help. So we're at live now. We got cameras rolling. We have Eli Ma- Eli Magic in the house. What's going on? Collins Conversations. How you doing, man? Let you introduce yourself and kind of just where you where 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 did it all begin at? Where did it all begin at? Well, my name is Eli Howie. My stage name is Eli Magic, and uh, it really began. Oh wow, I'm getting a call from my mom here. I'll say goodbye. <laughs> it really began when I was four years old. When my mom, who just called, actually just bought me a magic kit. So she bought me one, and I was four. And it's every kid's dream to get a magic kit from their mom, and I got it, and I loved it. And I basically showed all the people in my family magic, and the reactions were so dope. They were screaming and cursing. Even though I wasn't that good, they just acted as if I was right. amazing, which made me want to do it forever, pretty much. <laughs> That's the long story short. Nice. And uh, I mean, I think all of us kind of got either the magic kid or the baseball kid or whatever. Exactly. Was your family just that inspiring behind anything that you wanted to do or were they just secret closet magicians? Uh, well, actually it's funny that you say that. My dad's a businessman and my mom's a teacher and they, at first, didn't really want anything for me to do magic as a living. They never expected it. They just kind of got it to me as a surprise, just like, you're a kid, here's a magic kit. They never really expected me to just like fall in love with magic like I did. Gotcha. And uh, for those that haven't seen your tricks, what type of tricks, what type of illusions do you specialize in? Uh, I specialize in all magic, uh, especially stage magic with big stage illusions and props. But uh, I always love doing cards and stuff. I always have a deck of cards on me. And uh, that's because I've been doing card tricks since I was four. And I kind of like mastered that pretty well. And so. kind of, you're younger than me, but still when you were growing up, I mean, YouTube wasn't really a thing at four or five, was it? So where were, where were you finding all these these inspirations? So YouTube was not really a thing until I was like eight or nine. And when I was doing YouTube or trying to look up things on YouTube, my Wi-Fi was so bad at the time, it wouldn't even load. So it wasn't an option. So where I found to do magic was the library. I read so many books. And I literally would check them all out and not return them so no other kid would learn the secrets because I wanted to be the only person that knew the magic tricks to show all my friends. So libraries, I still I still tell kids like the best place to learn magic is books. That's it. You read books and you learn better than any video will ever teach you. Gotcha. So they can't go to where you grew up to get the books. But if somebody wanted to get, into, get their kids into magic, are there any books that still come to mind that you should definitely check out? Um, there's, at all local libraries, they, almost at all local libraries, they have, like, 
learn easy magic tricks for kids. They have like those type of books and uh, usually it's in the games section um, of the library. And um, unfortunately now a lot of the magic stores are closed. There's about two or three in Ohio, which I've been to them recently to pick up any like old knickknacks that I could find basically. And uh, they're still closing down pretty rapidly. So unfortunately like, you can't go to magic magic stores as often, but you can go to like Amazon or I'm sure there's stuff online to find. Um, there's a website called Penguin Magic or uh, <coughs> EliMagic.com that you should check out all of my books and products that you could purchase there. So gotcha. So you've written books on magic already? No, I no? just steal other people's books and sell them gotcha. on my website. <laughs> Either way, but I, I am planning on writing a book soon. But it's not about magic, it's actually about uh, how I do magic, but entrepreneurship and that type of stuff. Gen Z type stuff, how I'm 19 and how you can do it too, that type of thing. Gotcha. So. And uh, have you always been, to me, or probably the most energetic, go get her done type 19 year old that I've ever met? I appreciate met. So that, I, I am. <laughs> have, you, have you always just had that just desire just to go and take over the world? Literally, yes. And I was, it's so funny that you say it because I was reading a uh, note that a girl in my class in fifth grade wrote to me and it had a picture of me like knocking down buildings with like fire <laughs> behind me and it was like I'm Ely taking over the world and I thought it was the funniest thing because that's how she saw me in fifth grade and I'm sure she sees me the same way now you know what I mean is she a talent so, scout now does she just be able to I have no right idea now? where she's at now I think she's actually in college right now she I know this girl likes horses so she's an the girl animal that likes lover. horses and the girl that likes horses thinks I'm crazy and taking over the world, which is right. So <laughs> I have always been like that. <laughs> That's awesome. And when did you started at four doing tricks? When did you start getting like on stages and performing like in front of crowds? So um, I just practiced and practiced and practiced till I was like 11 years old. And then I slowed down a little bit, you know, because I was just kind of researching new methods and new tricks to do and stuff. And Basically, I was like one day when I was like 13, I was like, I need to make money or do something with magic. I just need to do it. I can't stop. It's been years of just practicing and practicing. When am I going to actually go out and do it? Because that's the most important part. I mean, you can go to driving school all you want, but until you get on the road, you're not a good driver. Right. That's the fact. Just like uh, flying a plane. It's the same thing. You know what I mean? You need to actually do it to get good. So basically, with that, I called like 500 restaurants. And every restaurant that I asked, I was like, hey, my name's Ely, I'm 13, I do card tricks and some other cool stuff, and can I please perform, just walk around table to table, and every single one shot me down. Literally 500 restaurants said no. Every single one. And then I got one call back, and it wasn't a restaurant, it was from like a family member's like friend or something. And he said, I heard you do car tricks and stuff. I have a little business thing going on at uh, Oak Barrel, which is an in independence. And um, that was my first show. And I did it for 50 bucks for four hours. I'm just walking around. It was exhausting. It was really hard work, but it was my first gig. And I wasn't going to let anyone ruin it. So I literally put my whole heart into it. And it was amazing. And that was my first gig until I started getting even more serious about it and booking more shows and it just kind of went uphill from there. So. Absolutely. Do you, do you remember having any like 
remember anybody's initial reactions from that first show, just going around tables. So it was just like my family members' reactions when I was little, but this time it was real. Gotcha. So they weren't screaming and freaking out about just because I'm a little kid and they think I'm cute. No, they were freaking out and screaming because I actually blew their minds. And I was a little rusty because it was my first rodeo, you know what I mean? I was not I was never on the floor before doing what I love. And then as soon as I got there and like I was nervous, my hands were sweaty, I was scared, but I did it. And uh, as soon as someone was like, that's amazing. That's when I started like, okay, go time. Let's keep going, let's keep doing these tricks. And uh, I worked for four hours just walking around and showing different people magic. That's awesome. You mentioned two things there I wanna hit on. The phrase blow your mind always comes to mind when I think of magic and illusions and things like that. As somebody that does tricks and illusions, what blows your mind? Um. What blows my mind is when someone comes up to me or DMs me on social media and says like, I'm a musician or I'm a business person or I am inspired in some sort of way by you. That's what blows my mind because I was that little kid that was like dreaming and thinking about all the crazy things that I wanted to do in life and I never thought it would happen this fast and all it took was just practice and just dreaming and working and goals and it just happens. One day it literally just, everything changes. All just works. It all just comes together. Gotcha. Like right now I'm talking like that and I'm not even in Vegas but I can already know in my mind that in five years I'm gonna be headlining a Vegas stage. And I think that puts you at your goal, right? Didn't I see online that you want to do that before you're 25? I do want to do that before I'm 25. I don't know where you found that, but that's true. Because, so you did do a good job researching me because before I'm 25 years old, I do want to be headlining a Vegas stage. I'm not quite an Ardwar yet, but I'm working on it. You ever really? watch any of his stuff? I do, so you're doing pretty good. <laughs> it's in the same way that like you say that, to me it seems like it's people's reactions that are keeping you going and things like that. So yeah. Like, Nardwar had a quote, I, I think I've actually ended up making a meme out of it, that it's the interview, <laughs> interviewer's job to make the interview interesting. True. And you could keep telling the same stick, the same stories that anybody that's going to ask you, but when I could pull out one or two things like that, you're like, as soon as you, you just, oh shit. Yeah. You know, how do you know that? Exactly. And that also brings us, how do you know Billy? So, Billy Matsumoto, he was on tour with us. So... He is one of the most talented people I've ever met in my life. He can balance ladders on his everything. face. He can balance, yeah, literally everything. And uh, he's one of the most genuine people I've ever met and he's still a close friend of mine. And we still hang out and he's a great dude. Yeah, he did an act with like fire and throwing it. It was crazy, he's a right. good guy. and. Uh, I've always been a good friend of them, and Billy's very talented. So yeah, I, I would describe Billy almost the exact same way. What about you, Mo? Oh yeah, he has. Isn't he a character? He is amazing. I'm so bummed about what we missed. I missed what you saw this past week. Oh yeah. So uh, do you know Casey Scuffnickson? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's how I know Billy is through Casey. He was okay. on the podcast. Uh, more worked with him, knew him from way back, and kind of I've been working through his whole circle. Everybody that those guys know is insanely talented. Yeah. <laughs> There's no scrub among, amongst them, you know? Oh my God. Uh, the music but, is awesome. Yeah, everybody's Everyone's either making crazy, music yeah. or art or tattoos. There's everybody in that crew is doing, doing something, something crazy. Cool, yeah. But uh, we were at Casey's birthday party the other day and what she's talking about is, uh, so Billy and a couple guys are playing cornhole. So Billy starts the game by juggling. All the right, bags. exactly. No, no better way to get in somebody's exactly. head than start juggling the fucking beanbags around. You know? <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, I could put these wherever I want. I can do thing. whatever I want. And exactly. then when they switch the, uh, you know, switch sides yeah. to 
next game or whatever, you can turn your head, you look back over, and like you said, you can balance anything. He has the, board on he has the entire board on his chip. Yep. <laughs> you know, just got up and down and just ready to play again. Like, oh, let me know when you need this. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's like his you said. favorite jokes when he, my favorite joke, I mean, that he says is when he puts a chair on his face and he's like, okay. And everyone's like, that's amazing. And then he's like, okay, someone sit on it now. And everyone's like, what? Like, that's crazy. And it's so funny to me right. because, like, obviously, that's impossible, but it's freaking hilarious to me. I don't know. He's a great dude. So. Absolutely, yeah. Well, we don't nearly know him well enough, but in time, I'm sure everything, you know. But yes, like, like exactly. you said, he's he's the most humble dude ever. Where like you would never have any idea that he's pulling no. out like every circus stunt. You or, wouldn't. Juggling chainsaws. Yeah, who thinks it's a good idea to juggle a chainsaw? I know. Even it. when you get good at juggling anything else, like let's throw a chainsaw. In yeah. Let's throw knives <laughs> in it. Like, how's that sound like a good idea? I think it's fantastic. I think it's fantastic <laughs> to watch too, but I want Billy to have both hands for the rest of his life. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. Kind of, <laughs> he will. He's a professional. Absolutely. So. And uh, you meet a lot of guys like Billy. I'm sure if you're doing tricks, everybody's yes. trying to do the one up. What type of tricks are you interested in seeing? That I'm interested in seeing or performing. Seeing. Seeing, um, I like to see things that are better than what I can do, so I can one up them. You know what I mean? Right. So like, whenever someone does a magic trick that I think is just phenomenal, I'm like, wow, respect. But I'm gonna destroy you. That type of thing. That's what I like to see. I like to see people bring in new material, because mm -hmm. a lot of people still be, everyone's doing classic things, and I'm waiting for that new amazing stunt that someone's gonna pull and I'm like okay I know how you did that and I'm gonna upgrade it and make it cooler that type of thing you know Absolutely. what I mean? So. Uh, the magician scene seems to be quite competitive then. It's huge right now. It's it's a lot more competitive than it ever was mm -hmm. because of guys like Shinlin, Matt Franco, these two guys just won America's Got Talent in the last three years. So but that's a good thing. Right. When magicians win, I win. Right. My friend Rick wins, who's my manager and agent. He's also a magician. We all win when a magician wins. That's a good thing. Okay. Gotcha. And uh, it is competitive, but it's like the good competitive that you want. You know what I mean? Right. It's not like competitive where it's like day and night. You're ain't, we don't have any bad ties with anybody. You know what I mean? Gotcha. I don't. There's magicians we don't like, but like we're still friends with them. You know what I mean? It's not right. like singers where it's like I got beef on this person. So it's. That's the competitiveness of it all. It's like a friendly competition. I, I like that. Because yeah. it's, so, it's such a big place we're living in. The United States is huge. Right. And we're also, the whole world is huge. And we got so many magicians already touring. It's like, you know what? Like, it's not that big of a deal right now. As opposed to the millions of singers that are out there touring. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's a whole different, uh, it's, it's saturated, but it's not overly saturated. Exactly. Like other arts. That's perfectly put, yeah. And uh, you mentioned Rick, how did you get to know him? Because he, he's been a pretty big deal for a while, right? He has been a huge influence in my life. So we were talking about like how I got started and the show when I was 13 and stuff. Well, I went from doing like 40 shows a year to doing 250 shows a year because of Rick. Gotcha. So Rick is uh, amazing. He does about 650 shows a year basically. <laughs> and so he's like every day doing something you know, crazy. He's very well known. He took over the Ohio market in magic like no one I've ever seen before. He's just one of the best magicians I've ever met. Seriously. Mm -hmm. And I think like Rick is the only person that can really fool me. <laughs> Truly, like he can fool me. Like he brings me to that time when you're like a little kid and you watch someone on TV do a magic trick and you're like, oh my God, how? And you ask him and he like right. laughs because he knows like you are really feeling that emotion right there. Well, I met him when I was 16 
I called him. Well, I called him when I was 15. <laughs> I, uh, I said, hey, I'm doing a school project called Sophomore Experience Day. Can I please shadow you? I literally got his number from online. I just looked up local magician. His number's not online anymore, and now he's like a viral sensation online and everything, and that only happened in three years. Mm -hmm. He had over 150 million views on YouTube last year. That's insane. That's crazy. So I called his number, and he said, of course you can come shadow me. My next show is in Pennsylvania. I'm in Ohio. I don't drive. I'm 15. <laughs> so I called my aunt. I'm like, please, 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 please drive me to Pennsylvania. She said, of course I got you. I know this is what you want to do. She drove me all the way to Pennsylvania. And when I saw him throw a card 90 miles per hour, I lost it. You know what I mean? It was the most incredible thing I've ever seen, basically. Right. So after the show and stuff, I was like, that was amazing, dude. Thanks for letting me shadow you. It really inspired me. And I thought that was going to be the last time I saw him. I said, all right, sh show me a trick. Show you a trick. He's like, yeah, I got cards. Show me a trick. So I like showed him a trick and he's like, dude, that's amazing. He was genuinely, genuinely surprised that he just saw that. Mm. And I was like, did I just like, I actually like fool him? He's like, I'm taking you on tour with me. So from me like walking away thinking like, that was amazing, thanks for inspiring me, peace out. I've been on tour with this guy for the last three and a half years. And like, it's been wild. Now, you've done research on me. You probably saw one video of me with him. I don't know if you remember this. But little did I know that I actually met Rick when I was eight years old at a yeah. zoo show. That's like the real black and white granny clip and then yes. like you out on the plane with him, right? Yeah, exactly. So I met him when I was eight without even knowing. He pulled me up on stage as a volunteer, showed me an amazing trick, and I was inspired then at eight years old from this magician. Right. You know what I mean? Who I didn't know was Rick Smith Jr., super trippy. <laughs> and then like what is that 10 years later yeah 10 years later i'm literally on a plane with him on tour with the same dude that's crazy mind-blowing <laughs> it's literally mind-blowing and because of him he's pushed me to a rate that like i'm at 19 and i'm flying you know what i mean which is like and i say that in the most humble way because like i know that i'm gonna use it for good mm -hmm. you know what i mean in some way or some shape but i'm just excited to be going up 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 that way by the time i'm uh rick's age which he's like 35, 36 now, I'll be able to, you know, do a lot more with right. the power. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So he's been a huge influence in my life. You're making this interview way too easy. The next thing I was gonna go to is tell me about the, what, what was it like being as young as you are on tour? Cause you did a global tour. You were over in Europe, right? In Europe, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to Europe doing magic and everything. Yeah, it's, it is the most wild experience ever, <laughs> ever. Because again, I never expected it, right. ever. It was just like, dreams come true. And like I said, like things happen out of nowhere. That day I met Rick, which I said it was 16, it was actually my 16th birthday, so I'll always remember what day I met him on. It was May 11th, 2016. I never expected that the day, the night before when I was sleeping, that my magic career would go from 40 shows to 250 in one day. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it just happened like this. People say you don't become famous overnight, but sometimes with hard work and with knowing people and networking with people, things will happen in literally a day, mm -hmm. if you're lucky. I, I think the word people's criticism on that one though is like, the over, you didn't get famous overnight because it took the, you know, No, it took me years. It took 13 years, years to get yes. that skill for that one video or that one whatever 16 it 16 years to meet Rick. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? But some people wait 50, 60, 80. I mean, and that's okay because right. Colonel Sanders waited till he was 80 years old until he made KFC. <laughs> you know what I mean? 80 years old, broke, right? To a billionaire? That's nuts. Right? It's crazy. Absolutely. It's crazy. It's the power of the millions. It doesn't even matter how old you are. That's the and I love that because people ask me at the age of 15, 60 what they're doing wrong. I'm like, nothing. <laughs> just keep trying. It will happen. Absolutely. One day. Just be patient. People that lose aren't patient. That's the fact. And that's one of my biggest flaws is me because I come from a Lebanese descent and Lebanese people are the most impatient people ever. <laughs> they literally are like, where's this? Where's that? Where's this? Where's that? It's so true. And I literally am trying all my life. I've been, it's a skill I've been working on to be patient, so important, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, absolutely. And uh, I, I listen to a lot of Gary Vee. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, you're preaching everything that he and- Gary Vee's the best, man. It's one of those same too, you don't hear anybody that's famous and rich disagreeing with what you're saying. No, <laughs> no way. Absolutely, so what's, you said Vegas headline by 25, what are you doing by 30, 40, 50? Have you thought that far ahead? I, uh... So like, it's funny, like 25, the reason it's 25 is because this guy came to my school in high school with like these promise cards. I was like, I want you to just write a random promise to yourself. And I literally just wrote like 25, I guess 25 is a good number. That's a good number, 25, right? right? So I put 25 years old, I'll be headlining casino. That was my promise to myself. So that's the reason I say 25. But I, I don't like to always think so far ahead, but like I like to think now, but like now as in like, what can I do now to get to the future? And my future dreams is just like this blur of like luxury basically. And like happiness. Luxury doesn't equal happiness, but what I say about luxury is like me having a family. I did an interview with Cleveland State and they said like, they were like, does money buy happiness or something? Something like that around those lines. And I was like, oh no, no, they said, they said, what's your biggest dream in life? And I said, my biggest dream when I was four was to be a great magician. I'm a great magician right now. I'm aware of that. So now my big dreams are kind of like small dreams. So like to be a millionaire or a billionaire and be the most known magician in the world is a small dream. That's what I told them. My big dream is having a family and kids. That's the big dream. That's, that's the big goal because that's hard. That's hard work. That's, that's importance. That's responsibility. That's respect. You know what I mean? Absolutely. To be with someone and have kids, that's my biggest goal. That's the truth. I think we gotta start carding people on the way in. 19 year olds aren't supposed to talk like that. No, 19 year olds aren't supposed to be that smart. <laughs> it's the truth. I've literally. I have a lot of good mentors, that's why. I have I a lot of good say, people. You, you could tell that you got solid people around A lot of people around me, that's who I hang out with, you know what I mean? Right? It's who's that's with what me. You have to do, especially so young, is surround yourself by people. And that's the hardest part about it, is that I have a lot of friends who are idiots, you know what I mean? Yeah. Who do stupid, stupid things. <laughs> where it's like, dude, you're killing yourself right now. Yeah. You realize that like you're killing yourself, dude. Like that's why when I was young, I hung out with high schoolers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Might not have been the best influence, but it was way better than my friends talking about stupid things and picking their nose. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was something more mature. I've always surrounded myself with people that are like better than me. That's the biggest thing is like surround yourselves with people that are better than you. Absolutely. And that's hard because like all my friends are like, no one's better than me. <laughs> Nobody's better than me. <laughs> I am the best. I'm like, no, dude, there's always going to be someone one step ahead of you. You have to realize that and like slap yourself a little bit. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. There's a million other people better than me. What's the saying? If you think you're the smartest person in the room, leave it. Yep. And I actually love that saying. It's a good one. 
Thank you for, can you say that one more time? If you're the smartest person in the room, get out. I read that this year. This year I read that. And I was sitting in class, in math class, and let me tell you, I have nothing against college. I actually enjoy being in college, but I was sitting in math class and the teacher was talking real slow and everything. And I just looked around and in no way did I feel like the smartest one. And I just read that quote literally that morning. I, I didn't feel like the smartest one. There's a lot of smart people in the room, but I did feel like I didn't belong there. So I left, right? I just didn't feel like I belonged in that class right then. So I left and I got to work. I started practicing magic and sending out emails. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. I, I was the same when, I, I didn't go to Cleveland State, but I went out to Lakeland, not too far east from here. Yeah, yeah, I know where Lakeland uh, is. Almost the same thing. I'm sitting in, uh, I think it was business administration, and it was one of those like, at the time I was working on Boring over, lectures. You know, I was, I, was, I was already working in sales, selling computers, selling, yeah. you know, $100,000. Like, I already know how to do this. And they're, they're yeah, telling yeah. me like how to qualify a customer. I was like, I'm just gonna go to work and get an exactly. extra shift. Like, fuck this class. <laughs> exactly. But uh, like, like, make that money. <laughs> absolutely. Like, I'm already in business. I thought you were gonna teach me a one up. Yeah, know? exactly. But with school, I mean, like you said, it's not for everybody. The way that no. it's set up, it's it's not made, especially it's somebody not. like yourself, who's clearly you've been an entrepreneur since the gate. Yeah. And I'll tell you something. I have so many friends who are in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s who never went to college and are millionaires. Right. Millionaires. And they never went to college. So truthfully, college is not for everyone. That's the truth. Absolutely. You don't need college to be rich. It's a misconception. That's not true. Because if you go to college, just because your parents tell you to go to college, and that's not what you want to do, you're not going to be rich. I'm going to college because I have a feeling like I want to be knowledgeable in marketing because I don't know that much about business. I know a lot about like how to sell myself and my brand, right? but I want to learn all the credentials. You know what I mean? I want to be very knowledgeable about, about the topic that I'm in. You know what I mean? It makes sense because I market. That's what I do. Right. <laughs> I market myself. I've always marketed myself. So that's why I go to college because that's who I am. But if you go to college just because someone else is telling you to and you have a completely different goal, don't go to college. It's a waste of money. <laughs> you will lose so much freaking money. Promise you that. That's the truth. Sponsored by Cleveland State. Sponsored by Cleveland State. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Cleveland State knows that too. They, right. they even tell you. Cleveland State has told me, listen, Ely, if you don't think you're going to pass classes, it's not right for you. Because Cleveland State and all colleges just want to help you. They're not actually there to just take your money. They're there to educate you. So... They'll be like, listen, your grades kind of suck. <laughs> Leave. You know what I mean? Right. Because they don't want to take your money. But like, that's just my advice. Like, if you don't love something, then don't do it. <laughs> that's the truth. Just don't Absolutely. do it if you don't have a passion. Yes, I'm, I've always been like you. I, I've I do well in school. Like, school comes pretty easy. Right. Taking tests, all those things. But I'd much rather spend a day in the library, re like you said, reading books, looking at videos. Exactly. And, yeah. You know, if my car's break broken down. You'd rather educate yourself. I'd rather figure out how to do it than. Exactly. Yeah. And that's very smart. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Shout out to Laura bringing everybody water. Shout out. That's the server in me. I saw the water <laughs> on the OMG and I was like, oh no. Shit, now we gotta leave a tip at the end I of the I know. Grab <laughs> 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 to bring cash. <laughs> oh man, I guess put it on my tab. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> um, so let's go into marketing because that's what I do. That's um, awesome. What about marketing is the hardest for you? Um... The hardest thing about marketing is just like, I think would be like, good question. Probably like knowing how to just 
what you want to market, I guess. You know what I mean? That's like the hardest part for me. Like learning is not so hard. Learning marketing is not that hard for me. But like knowing what you're gonna market is kind of hard for me. I have a brand, so like that's what I've been marketing my whole life. I've been marketing me. You know what I mean? Right. But when you're in a like school project and they're asking you like to market something and blah blah blah, it's kinda hard. You know what I mean? That's like the hardest part for me is marketing other things because I'm not used to it. I got an A plus on one of my marketing assignments because the whole thing was about my business. And some kid was so smart to pair up with me. He said, hey, you. I said, yeah. He's like, you're my partner. Because he recognized me from like Cleveland State ads and stuff. I was like, come here. I already had like all of my business credentials and information out. So we just typed it into a PowerPoint. I showed a magic trick during the PowerPoint. People freaked out. Done. That was it. It's so funny. But said it's hard in marketing for other people. You know what I mean? In my opinion, right. that's the hardest thing about marketing is like for me because I'm so used to. Yeah, in my uh, the last marketing class I took, same thing. I'd already been running a company called Lawns for Less, and it was one so of those. So you just put it all uh, in. It was it was the, it was the winter uh, course, you know, whatever yeah. winter semester where it was my off season. So I'd already been doing everything for the marketing for you know the upcoming year. Exactly. And when, when I found out that the requirement for the project, like the group project we had to do, was you had to meet with an executive of the company. I was like. I don't want to get four of these fucking kids around and figure out a time to go meet and then yeah. hope everybody shows up. I was like, can we do it on mine? And she said, <laughs> well, I, I would have to be, you know, like a secondary, like co-chair or something yeah. just to let, so it's not a bias when you have to give the report. Like, That's fine. And I was like, 100% okay. Yeah. I looked at everybody, I was like, we're about 80% done. We need to make a flyer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Same thing, A plus, 100%. We're pretty much done. <laughs> we're done. I got it in the bag. That's hilarious. Thanks for just, just, just recording that. You could tell, like, my partner during the whole thing didn't know anything. He was just reading off the board like I told him to, and I was, like, all, like, eccentric about my own business. He's like, and Ely goes to these places during the year, and he's, like, reading off the board, and I'm like, yeah. Absolutely. So. Um, but awesome. within that, it's hard to market for other people. I always like to tell people, just think of reverse engineering. It's all you're doing with marketing. All you're trying to do is, you know how to get the attention on you, but what are they? what is the goal of the marketing campaign? So if you're doing like towels and you want to get towels into more people's houses, you kind of just have to either educate or entertain. That's a good point. As long as That's you could reverse point. engineer with the thought of entertaining and educating, True. same with magic. You're educating people on what can you be tricked on. This yeah. is, or you could do the whole other side of education of this is how I trick people. Exactly. Like, you, yeah, you could <laughs> run that bag like yeah. for so long and then run the second bag and be like, this is how I've been fucking people over for exactly. 50 years. <laughs> Nobody's ever been able to figure out how it's Jack of Diamonds coming every time. <laughs> you know, I mean That's like- awesome. Cause Everybody thinks that it's a complex thing because there's a million possibilities. Like, yeah. it's amazing when her daughter comes in and she's like, oh, what are you doing, Colin? I'm like, I'm working. And she sees me on Instagram, <laughs> you know, yeah. not, just looking at pages and liking yeah. shit like that. She's like, you're working? I'm like, well, yeah. Like, I'm, just I'm, like the I'm, job, yeah. I'm talking with a client on how they're selling this. So I have to see how everybody else is selling this. Exactly. Otherwise, I don't know what to tell them. And how weird is that? Like yeah. nowadays, like work is a lot different than work was Absolutely. 50 years ago. You know what I mean? People were in coal mines. <laughs> like right. that's for real. People were in coal mines. I think we got it a lot luckier. You Absolutely. Know what I mean? Now like, we got child labor laws. You exactly. I mean? <laughs> like but, then, but think of that though. With all the child labor laws in a couple years, the way we're going, people can't be like you and start working at. That is true. Four. That is true. <laughs> that is true. So I'm, I, I just wanna. I'm a big like anti-bullying person. I, I've been. I just got into public speaking with two of my friends. We call it Deja Vu, which is like see your future, create it type thing. And we just did two schools, a high school and a middle school, which are huge schools. And we uh, talked to the students and had lunch with them and stuff. And it's basically like an anti 
don't be dumb type thing. Like, don't be stupid, basically. Right. And, like, make good decisions. And, like, what you want to do, do it. Stop letting people tell you no. So that was, like, something I recently got into. Big anti-bullying, big, like, go you type thing. And uh, I'm really proud about it. That's so, awesome. So. Were, were you bullied as a kid for doing magic? Uh... A million percent, yeah. I mean, of course. I mean, <laughs> the magicians don't really get the girls in middle school, you know what I mean? Like, because they don't believe in it. They're like, oh, whatever. And that's why you had to make a video of, if I could trick you, you gotta date me. It's funny. Like, the people that did make fun of me, right? Like, in middle school and stuff, mm -hmm. all of a sudden I post a picture in a private jet and they're all DMing me on Instagram. <laughs> like, hey, remember me from high school? Like, what's happening? Right. <laughs> like, that's not, that's not right. No, no, no. <laughs> don't do that. Absolutely. But it happens all the time and it's like, it's sad. It's like, totally. I would maybe not do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just weird. But it happens all the time. So I, I think the next time that happens for you, I got a brilliant asshole idea for you. Coming out of left side, honey, I don't have any asshole bones in my body. I'm no, not, not, I don't, not this, a single. This one must have came out the window. But uh, the, the next time that somebody hits you up because they see you coming onto a private jet or, you know, doing a big show or something like that, I think that'd be the perfect disappearance act. Oh, yeah, meet me at the runway, 7 o'clock. <laughs> just oh, send them to a comedy club. You know, just disappeared. Oh, we were there. we were at the runway. I don't know what happened. Yes. <laughs> right, exactly. You fucked up. We just disappeared in front I'll of your eyes. I'll fly my plane in front of them. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, it's funny. Um, so I had a breakup, like, probably, like, a year ago almost. And uh, we didn't talk for like four months, and then I posted a picture of like a private jet. She's like, how's your private jet? And I was like, what? <laughs> Did you, what? What's happening? What's going on? You know what I mean? Like, it's so, super fake. Like, what's going on? We won't say names. We won't say names. Nope. Not sponsored. Not by yet. It. Not yet. <laughs> so within the tour, where's the best place that you've traveled to? God, I love Cleveland, I'll be honest with you. I'm from Cleveland. See that? I'm from Cleveland. Can you see that? Yeah. I'm from Cleveland, baby. But that's not the that's not the best place I've been for tour. It's not the best place. I love Cleveland. It's my home. It's such a good disclaimer so far. But Sweden. Sweden? Yes. Everyone there is beautiful. The men are sexy. The women are sexy. The dogs are sexy. The mountains are sexy. The skis are sexy. Everything in Sweden. Sexy. That's why I love Sweden. Gotcha. It's beautiful. Everything's freaking beautiful. So. And you went there for work, I'm presuming. Yes. Where would you never want to go again? <laughs> I'm gonna save a story for you after the cameras are off. Those are the best ones. But like, oh, it's good. It's good, <laughs> dude. I'm banned from a country. Keep that in mind. There you go. I am banned from a country. So, That's all I'm yeah. saying. That's all we need to know. I cannot go or travel to a certain big giant country until I'm 21 years old. Sounds like a good 21st birthday party. Yeah, the Queen of England doesn't like me. <laughs> so I'll just say that. <laughs> well, I mean, you're an American. So they're not supposed to like us. True. 1812. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> That's awesome. We destroyed you guys. No. <laughs> and uh, let's go back to branding a little bit because we're looking at the the magic shirt and I've seen a whole bunch of people online with the magic always wear it let's go ewemagic.com slash shop go did, did you make <laughs> did, did you make the designs for your shirt or do you have I had some help but like for the most part I was like kind of like custom inking it you know like, right where do we put this you know this is like a, one of the art things they had the art clippy things you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. 
and then I just put this in like some like college text. Right. People love it, and every shirt that people buy, I don't get a cent of money. It goes all to cancer research. So every time that you have the opportunity, you just want to step up. Like, I, I'm but it's only because like people want to do something good. I want to do something good. I have a very close connection with someone that had cancer that really inspired me to keep doing magic. So that was like my thing. Like I want to help cancer research. I want to fund it somehow. Somehow. I know they're already making like a bajillion dollars, but I want to give them more money somehow. And uh, because there's more research and things are getting better every day, believe it or not. And uh, I put these on Custom Ink as a fundraiser and everyone sees them and I'm like, listen guys, nothing. Nothing. I'm not making any money. Nothing. Buy the shirt, 15 bucks, all of it goes to, uh, to Custom Ink, which we'll send it to um, St. Jude's, is who it was, the St. Jude's Children's Hospital. That's awesome. And what's the link that people could go to for that? It's actually not open right now. Not but open? I'm gonna, yeah, because these were a limited sale. This is actually a different shirt than a lot of the other ones. So they're all red and white. That's like the pattern I've had, but this is like the card version. The other one had like a king on it, you know what I mean? Like a, right. it was pretty cool. But there's one coming very soon. Gotcha. Probably the beginning of school year, which would be like early September. Sweet. And do you do, where's your favorite uh, type of venue to perform? I know eventually you want to get to big The best venue I've ever performed at was Severance Hall in Cleveland, which is, we were the first magicians ever to step stage on, uh, in Severance Hall. Uh, everyone else that performed there was the uh, Cleveland Orchestra. That's, that's pretty good connection. And it was like amazing. It's beautiful in there. It's, it definitely so, is. It's very beautiful. And does that happen a lot? Is it? Are you guys the first magicians to grace a lot of different stages? No, no, <laughs> not a lot. Like because like there's always like that one like kids magician that will like show up and stuff. But like we're probably the first magicians on a lot of stages to bring in like the coolest magic show ever with like smoke and like pew pew lasers and stuff <laughs> and like just really cool. Like we have the whole. That's awesome. Like thousand yards, you know what I mean? Like it's amazing. Not even hundred yards. You got the full thousand. Thousand yards, yeah. Thousand. There's your next shirt. Times ten. Ooh, that's a good shirt idea. Like <laughs> thousand yards. I'll think about it for a second. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, see. That's why we got two cameras rolling. That's right. Normally we would forget an idea like that. We didn't write no. it down. No. <laughs> we got it in. I'll be editing like, oh, hey man, did no, you make this shirt yet? It's <laughs> awesome. Um, and within your performances, you're doing like almost one a day like it seems like are you making an effort to stay in schools that even though you want to get up yes. to the big it's hard it is hard but i really really want to finish and it might take me a little longer than most people but that's okay because i'm still getting that degree one way or another but i really 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 want to continue to do shows almost every day and inspire people that's more important to to me. Absolutely. You know what I mean? That's more important, which means it's like, it's like, uh, you know how you have a lot of things going on in your life and like you need to prioritize one mm -hmm. sometimes. So like I prioritize, I prioritize magic and college, but I put magic ahead always. You know what I mean? That makes sense. But then ahead of magic is family. If there's ever, ever a family issue, I'm there. You know what I mean? Because like family first. Absolutely. So that's like my big thing as well, family first. I feel like we just, honey, I think we were doctored into the family because he told mom she's, she's got to call back. <laughs> yeah, funny. We came first. Colin's conversation. We, we beat out mom. <laughs> um, so let's start winding it down a little bit. Um, card tricks are your number one. Um, 
what about card tricks has made them so timeless? Because like you said, people have been doing card tricks since cards, I think. Let's get this camera like shifted this way because I'll show you exactly. That's a beautiful question to roll into a beautiful Thomas, what has kept cards part of magic for so long? Cards continue to evolve. They continue to get better and crazier every single day. Somebody makes a cooler card trick. My card tricks aren't just regular magic tricks, not the easy pick a card type stuff. My card tricks are more illusions. You wanna help me out with something? Sure. Do you like blue or red cards though? I'm just curious, because I have blue cards and red cards. Right now I'm using red. Uh, red's fine. You like red? Yeah. Okay, perfect. But some people have preferences against red. They like blue. That's true as well, right? Yes. I'm saying this because a long time ago I was doing a birthday party show and a little girl literally wouldn't touch the red cards. She said, my favorite color is not red. <laughs> It's blue. So I had to get the blue, blue cards. I'm like glad she didn't say green or something because I don't have green cards. But like, no, I like preferences, red. right? Red. Okay, so you like red cards. We're gonna start with the red cards. Closest to pink. That is true. That is very so. true. So what I'm gonna have you do is I'm gonna have you say stop at any red card. It could be the king of spades. It could be the three of spades. The eight of clubs. Whatever card you want, say stop at. Okay. All right. Uh, stop. King of diamonds. Sure. Are you sure? Yep. Do you want to stick with it or do you want to keep going? I'll stick with it. Stick with it. it. Looks like a good card. Got the king of diamonds. All right, I'm gonna take the rest of the red cards and put it on the king of diamonds, just like that. Can you just put your finger on top of that card right there? Blow on the cards. Now, I, I said you like red, I like red, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I told you people like blue as well, right? Mm -hmm. For that, I'm able to, like you said, what's the difference with card tricks and stuff? Well, you can actually make the cards look blue. <laughs> Here, check it out. Every single card is 100% completely blue. There's a red card. Can you can you hold this for me? Sure. So the weird part about this is there's one red card in the rest of the deck. What do you guys think the red card might be? King of diamonds. King of diamonds, red card king. is the king of diamonds. And you know what's crazy about this trick? Blue. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty cool? <laughs> yeah. Did he, did he get you? He did. <laughs> awesome. That's that. That's why card chicks are timeless. And that's why you do it. <laughs> exactly. And I can see why you do that. Thank like, you. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. Thank you very much. All right. Back to the interview. Uh, so before we started rolling, you kind of let me know that you're looking to get back into doing more YouTube stuff. I am. What, what can people expect from the, the Ely uh, YouTube? Ely Magic's YouTube is about to be the craziest, most insane, best YouTube in the entire galaxy of galaxies. Nobody is going to ever reach the top like this. I'm just giving you all a fair warning. It's about to be mind-blowing. Please stay tuned. Enjoy. And there's gonna be a lot of breaking things, especially plates, but I'm gonna break a lot of things. Chairs, my mom's TV, why not? Just a lot of stuff for fun, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Views, baby, check it out. It'll be at Ely Magic for YouTube. That's all you gotta search. So, appreciate you guys. Excellent, and you're biggest on Instagram. As a yeah. user, do you like Instagram the best? Uh, I love Instagram, yeah. I've been doing Instagram longer than any social media I've ever had. And it's my favorite social media because it's so easy to share. Uh, post pictures, videos, like literally, it just takes like two seconds to load up. 
And uh, a lot of people dig me on Instagram for some reason. I think like they figure I'm like an influencer type person, so they follow me and I love it. So it's my favorite social media for sure, yeah. What's your least favorite? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, right now, probably, oh, it's not even an app anymore, but it's like the one thing, it's not TikTok, but it's that, you know what I'm talking about? Musically. Musically, oh, I hated that thing, it's so annoying. I didn't like people that did those musicallys with their hand and the dances and stuff. I like TikToks though. But uh, right now, currently, it's probably like Snapchat. Cause like, I don't really answer any of my Snapchats. It's just like super, um, just a lot of people just like Snapchat me and it's like, they can all Snapchat me. I think there's a setting, but I don't know where it is to like stop that from happening, but it's happening and I, I don't like Snapchat, <laughs> so. And uh, to finish that line, is there a social media site that you feel like you should be on or more active that you're not? TikTok. TikTok. Everyone's on freaking TikTok. I gotta be on TikTok too. <laughs> it looks so awesome. Like, it's like a little bit of the musically dancing stuff, but like, it's a lot more than that. You can make all kinds of memes and stuff, and I'm really into that funny stuff, so I wanna get started with that for sure. Excellent. And the way that I like to end every interview is I like to give. You pretty much already done about like a thousand of these. And I call it the digital soapbox, where you get one minute to look at the, this camera, that camera, any camera that you want, and end the interview on any note that you want. So whoever's listening, whoever's watching, you get to end and send them off wherever you want or give them an inspiration. Absolutely. I love that. First off, wait, which camera should I look at? You can look at either one. All right, I'm going to look at this one. Or should I look at that one? I like that one. They, they both work. What's going on? Thank you for tuning in. Collins podcast. This has been amazing. It's been crazy. It's been fun. I hope you guys don't think I'm too crazy, right? But I had a great time. I hope you guys follow me on all social medias, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, don't blow up my phone, and soon, TikTok. Subscribe to my uh, YouTube, which I have like one video right now, but you can just look up Ely Magic on YouTube. And uh, hi, mom. What's up? I love you. Stay pretty, stay classy, be home for dinner. Not really, but I love you. And uh, you're the best. Oh, my sister's dope too. Maya, stay in school, don't do drugs, kid. I love you. That's it, that's how I want to end it. That's awesome. Right there. <laughs> Perfect. Dope. And that's the podcast. As always, I want to thank the listeners, I want to thank the sponsors, I want to thank my guest, and I'd also like to ask you guys to go ahead and wherever you're listening to this at, maybe subscribe, definitely leave a review, even if you thought it was shit, let everybody know. If you thought it was great, let everybody know. And I look forward to the next episode, and I hope you do too. Talk to you then.